0: Hi, this is Conchetta Tomei, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcoming you to a brand new edition of TV Confidential a Radio Talk Show about television that will welcome back D. Wallace in our second hour. D. Wallace, the legendary actress known around the world as Mary, the mom on E.T. The Extraterrestrial, not to mention her starring roles in such classic horror movies as The Howling, Cujo, Critters, and Rob Zombies, Three from Hell. D. Wallace currently stars in Fatal Attraction, the series, The Paramount Plus reimagining of the classic thriller of the 1980s, she is also about to mark her 300th screen credit as an actress. We'll find out what that is and a whole lot more when Dee Wallace joins us in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, since we last joined you, we have lost several icons in the world of entertainment, including Tina Turner, George Meharis, and Milt Larson. We are in the process of planning tributes to George Meharis and Tina Turner over the next few weeks. We'll let you know about that. Once we have further details, in the meantime, long before J.K. Rowling created the world of Harry Potter, Milt Larson pursued a family legacy in magic by founding the Magic Castle, the legendary private club in Hollywood where many of the most celebrated magicians around the world practiced their craft including David Copperfield, Sigfield Roy, Lance Burton, and Doug Henning as well as such celebrated amateur magicians as Johnny Carson, Cary Grant, Orson Welles, Jason Alexander, and Neil Patrick Harris. Plus, as many of you know, since it opened in 1963, The Magic Castle has been featured in dozens of movies and TV shows, including Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Heart to Heart, Murder, She Wrote, Perry Mason, and, of course, The Magician, starring Bill Bixby. Milt Larson passed away this past Sunday, May 28th, at the age of 92. We had the pleasure of chatting with Milt Larson several times, on TV Confidential the past few years, and we will play two of those conversations as part of our program this week, beginning with a conversation that originally aired in October 2016. At the time we spoke to Milt Larson that night, he was about to celebrate the 60th anniversary of It's Magic, the live star-studded stage show that Milt produced in venues all over the United States for more than 60 years. Milt, why do you think we continue to be so enamored with magic? Well, I think for
1: centuries and centuries and centuries, people are fascinated with things they don't understand. And uh, today is a great example. Of, <laughs> <laughs> nobody can understand what's going on. But they, uh, uh, you know as long as there's a mystery to be solved, and magic just does that. you You watch a magician and you're doing something that you can't explain. yeah, and then you know almost all great inventions, came from the imagination of somebody that said, well, Jules Verne made a picture a hundred years ago or so, a trip to the moon, and was, well, that, that's a really stupid idea. But, uh, you know, now they're booking flights to Mars. So, <laughs> but, you know, what can you say? So I think that's the, the reason the magic has always been so popular is because it's using the imagination of people And once you, uh, you know, if you sit down magic castle is a very good example of magicians that do close-up magic and also stage magic but if you sit down with a magician and they do something right in front of you with and you know they don't have trap doors in their hands and stuff that's uh, that's pretty good magic Then you take stage right? now, the show we're talking about as far as our 60th anniversary show it's not the magic castle uh, we started the uh, it's magic show. It's a full-scale uh, stage production, and they started that in 1956, which is 60 years ago. Do the math. So, <laughs> uh, so, uh, and that show uh, was uh, very popular as an annual show for six years before we started the castle. But what that did is it gave people in Southern California a real. Taste of what magic could be on the stage, and you know the fact that at, at that time television was uh, taking all the credit for everything, and uh, uh, people said, "Well, you could do it with trickery and uh, you know camera magic and all that." So who needs magic? So by doing a, a live stage show with an audience watching things happen, he said, "Well, wait a minute. I know that's not trick photography, and that's what it's all about." You know, so. Uh, so that's what we do. We do the uh, big uh, production with scenery and lights and everything. We we have uh, at the castle, you know, we have three theaters. We're actually about five theaters, but three theater theaters. And uh, they, we have one for close-up magic and one for parlor magic and one for uh, stage magic. And then, of course, the castle is famous for having members that just, uh, if they're not employed to be there that night, they'll be there socially and do magic. We have 5,000 members, you know, so you can't go too far wrong. <laughs> so the castle is one thing. Our big uh, 60th anniversary show is uh, coming up, and that is a big, big event for us, because, uh, or, or for me, I guess, because, you know, I've... I'm a young man. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm only an octogenarian or whatever they call those things, it's 85 if you would say. But so this is a big high point in my life to be able to say I created something 60 years ago that is still going on. You know, the It's Magic Show started as a one-night show at the Bolshoi Ballet Theater in Los Angeles, which is where it's doing our uh, 60th anniversary. Uh, we did the first 20 years there, and uh, we're going back there for this one show. But the, uh, it has evolved into a show that uh, every year we play uh, seven to eight major performing arts centers up and down the West Coast. And uh, those are different editions of the show with you know different acts and everything. It's never exactly the same show, but it, it just evolved to be a very popular thing. And uh, that's
0: what we do. You're listening to a conversation that originally aired in October 2016 with Milt Larson. Milt Larson, founder of the Magic Castle, patriarch of magic and illusion all over the world, and a man recognized by Magic Magazine as one of the 100 most influential individuals in the history of Magic. Milt Larson passed away Sunday, May 28th at the age of 92 at the time we spoke to Milt. In October 2016, he was about to celebrate the 60th anniversary of It's Magic, the star-studded live stage show that Milt produced in venues all over the United States for more than 60 years. This is a stupid question, Milt, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is the difference between, I mean, you mentioned stage magic and up-close magic. Is the difference as as basic as it sounds, or what? what is the difference between the two?
1: Well, it's a big... Uh little and miniature but it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh seriously when we do the it's magic show we have seven to eight different acts and they are uh, they're all different so a illusionist is uh somebody you know the, the old thing of ladies float and gets on in half mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing a uh, close-up act is where uh, a magician just May have a pack of cards or uh, uh, just some bottle caps or whatever it happens to be. And right in front of your eyes, they, they do all this stuff that absolutely can't be done. And that is close up magic. That in between, there's the parlor magic, as we call it. That's a very old term parlor, you know. It goes back to uh, other centuries where a magician would be doing. Uh, magic for the king and the queen and everything, but always in the parlor, you know. There, nobody even knows what a parlor is anymore. But... Uh, anyway, I do. <laughs> there are about three forms of, uh, of magic, and uh, you mentioned uh, uh, itsmagic.com. If you want to go to our website, it's
0: itsmagicshow.com. I'm sorry, itsmagicshow.com. It's magic it's. Yeah, it's not a you gotta no. You gotta put the show in there, otherwise people won't. <laughs> otherwise people won't know about it. Okay, let me to dovetail to something you just said. When you talk about up close, um, w- would you say like Penn and Teller as an example? Are they an example? Are they an example of up close, and that they, cause they they some they tend to peel back some of the layers and let you know yeah. it's a trick without really giving everything away.
1: Yeah, the the wonderful thing about Penn and Teller, and we love them they started out as the bad boys of magic and have made a reputation about not liking the magic castle but in truth they love the castle <laughs> always have but the uh, both of them are fabulous magicians and uh, teller is one of the most knowledgeable people in magic as far as uh, researching and things but the one thing that they have in common is they uh, they've will do anything from a tiny close-up trick to a big illusion. Mm-hmm. But they always do it in a different way, and it always kind of starts out with the fact that they're going to tell you how it's done. course mm-hmm. they never tell you how it's no. done. No. Because then they do something and say, whoops, wait a minute, they were telling me how it's done, but now they prove that it can't be done that way. And that's, that's their whole thing. I'm very, very fond of Penn & Teller's performers, and uh, they had... And they are doing so much these days with their TV shows, and every night in Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, so pretty cool.
0: It is. It is pretty cool. I, and I guess in a way, Milt, what magicians do, in in part, and going back to the why we always are so enamored of magic and illusionists, it, it's sort of like it, it takes the basic idea of drama, which is suspending your disbelief. To, but to but to a whole new level because when you do it in a live forum such as what you do with the it's magic show that kind of elevates it.
1: Oh, that's it, you know. And uh, the thing about magic is, as I said earlier, it's the uh, if you can imagine it, a magician will make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, Houdini did the uh, thing of exposing uh, spirit mediums who, at the time, he wanted to contact his mother and was interested in the idea of, you know, being able to go beyond uh, what people die. And uh, so at that time there were all these fraudulent spirit mediums taking advantage of little old ladies and all that stuff. And Houdini would say, you show me something where you're telling me you're going to bring back my mother and I will show you how it's done with magic. and Basically, there's nothing you can do. I can't reproduce with trickery, Mm -hmm. and that's the 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 name of the game, because uh, everything that you can imagine can be done uh, with by a magician uh, doing uh, what we can do today, even though it might not be possible. Now later. Somebody's going to invent a way to make it possible. I mean, now we're talking about driverless cars. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. And uh, I mean, you you can't have a car driving itself. That really is a stupid idea. <laughs> but but that's what we're doing. And you know, but it, somewhere along the line, somebody said, "I will make a car drive all by itself." And a magician would hide under the floorboard and run the car. Mm-hmm. And it would do it and make the headlines. You know. No, now, of course, you don't need the magician anymore. But, but there's always something in the imagination that can't be done, and a magician will do it. And you go to our Walter Epo show on the 29th, and you'll see uh, fantastic illusions and also some fantastic close-up magic. But the, uh, the whole thing is that all of the magicians on that show, incidentally, we purposely put together a show that is just a -a one-of-a-kind show where all the acts are the most requested and everything on the show for the last 60 years. And uh, unfortunately, the magicians on our show 60 years ago, the great Blackstone and and, uh, some of those people just aren't around anymore. I don't know why that is, but (laughs) I guess 60 years later, you know, when Harry Blackstone by his show in the early 60s, mm-hmm. uh, he was about 70 years old, you know, so I guess 60 years later, he's here someplace, but he's not doing my show anymore.
0: Well, you would, you, you would probably need a Ouija board or a medium to channel something, you know, to, 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 to channel Oh, some. that's for sure. <laughs> we do that. Yeah. But uh, uh, among the magicians scheduled to perform at the Wilshire Evil Theater on Saturday October 29th are Jonathan Pendragon Goldfinger oh, yeah. and Dove Jeff McBride and Tony Award winner Jay Johnson for tickets and more information go to the schedule page at itsmagicshow.com itsmagicshow.com so i i got the you show got under it. i got the uh, sh- i got the show on uh, there this time if you go
1: to itsmagicshow.com it will have bits and pieces of uh videos and pictures and exactly who's on the show and where you get the tickets and all that sort of thing it's going to our website is almost a show in itself
0: so. it is it is it is um, now and how,
1: actually websites are quite a magic I mean how, how, do, how do they do those things you know
0: well that that that's a different type of magic you know I mean <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a conversation that originally aired in October 2016 with milt. Larson Milt. Larson founder of the Magic Castle, patriarch of magic and illusion all over the world, and a man recognized by Magic Magazine as one of the 100 most influential individuals in the history of Magic Milt. Larson passed away Sunday, May 28th at the age of 92. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. What first got you interested in Magic, Milt? Well, I was born
1: in a Magic uh, family, and uh, my mother and Father were very very active in magic. Uh, Dad uh, uh, later did the uh, GD magazine, and he was a very prolific writer in magic. And also, he was a he was a criminal attorney, but he loved magic. And uh, then uh, when I was born, uh, my brother was three years older and I was, and uh, the first thing I opened my little eyeballs to see were a bunch of magicians looking at me, you know. So, I didn't have a chance. <laughs> so, uh, I just grew up in magic. And both uh, my late brother and I went into the television world. Uh, you mentioned the writing. And I, I did uh, Bob Barker's Truth or Consequences mm-hmm. for years and years. But the uh, Bill was a producer at CBS. But we always had the interest in magic. And uh, no matter what we would do, uh, we would come back to uh, be very involved with magic organizations and magicians. So it was a very natural thing for us to want to produce magic and actually do magic.
0: How did the Magic Castle come to be?
1: Well, the Magic Castle, uh, my dad uh, passed away rather early in his life, but he always had a uh, uh, a dream and talked about it in his magazine of maybe someday having an organization that... uh, with honor magic and not necessarily a club as the castle, as we know it, but he always imagined that. And then and he started the Academy of Magical Arts back in the fifties. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately about a year after he started it, he passed away and uh, Bill and I, my late brother and I, uh, 10 years later, I found this really neat old mansion uh, right in the heart of Hollywood, and uh, it looks like something straight from the Adams
0: family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It
1: was, a, yeah, it was an old uh, mansion. Part of it developed, but a uh, fellow uh, was developing the hill. The hill is only a block above the uh, Dolby Theater where the Academy Awards are held in the Roosevelt Hotel and things. Uh, right in the heart of Hollywood. But here's this dilapidated old mansion. So I met the owner of the property, and I said, what are you going to do with it? And he said, quite honestly, I don't know. I wanted to buy the property around it, and it's sitting there. And I said, well, I know what to do with it. Why don't you let me have a quack at that? And I made it offhand thing to lease the property from him. And uh, I liked uh, restoring old houses, and, and uh, I just kind of naturally enjoyed that stuff. So I said, I'll make it into a really nice old mansion, and if it doesn't work as a club, he can have a better place than it was now. <laughs> you know, the shutters won't be falling off the walls. So anyhow, he bought the idea. He, uh, he's he's a Texas uh, businessman, a real estate person, and I'm a gag writer on television. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's oil and water. Mm-hmm. I mean the, the two, I was so f- different than Tom Glover, who was the owner. Uh, but we hit it off. and. Uh, and the relationship continues to this day, so it's, it's wonderful. He and the family—I mean, he passed away, of course—but other than that, but that's how it all started. And we just started very small. We had the, a couple of rooms in this old mansion, and then we needed more rooms and more rooms and more rooms. This is a running gag on the uh, the whole thing that the, the Magic Castle was three times bigger on the inside than it is on the outside, <laughs> and that's because. To look at it from Hollywood Boulevard, you look up the hill, and all you see is this grand old mansion surrounded by other things. And uh, that when you go inside, it's rather large, but that, it's an illusion. It's caused by part of the castle is built back behind these other commercial buildings. The hotel, I mean, not commercial buildings, but the mansion castle hotel for one. And that's not operated by About so we, even the castle itself is an illusion. <laughs>
0: so. Well, well, that that certainly seems appropriate, but it's no illusion that uh, we're spending some time uh, talking to Milt Larson, the founder of the world-famous Magic Castle in Hollywood. Milt Larson passed away Sunday, May 28th, at the age of. 92. This particular conversation with Milt originally aired in October 2016. Milt Larson was also very much a renaissance man. He wrote many books. He also wrote songs, including many with his dear friend Richard Sherman. He also worked in television for more than 20 years, including 18 years as a writer behind the scenes of Truth or Consequences, produced by Ralph Edwards and starring Bob Barker. We'll talk about that aspect of Milt's career